Alright, give me just a second. I am texting my mother. Can you can you tell your mom hi for me? <laughs> yeah, sure. But like give it sweet emojis, but like quotation marks, that way she doesn't think it's you. <laughs> what emojis do you want? Uh, like a kissy. Kissy. He's being sweet. It can't be my son. is Waiting for Seconds, the interview podcast where we meet people, ask them who they are, and why they are. I'm Malcolm Alkelt, and I'm here with Shen Miller. Today we'll be talking to Nigel. Hello. Nigel. Nigel. How's it going, Nigel? I'm alright. It's a bit late today, but uh, I'll be around. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Would you go ahead and introduce yourself to our uh, people at home? Uh, My name is Nigel. I'm from the Netherlands. I've been born and raised in Amsterdam, and in terms of work, I mostly plan flights and trucks over at Triple Airport. Oh, yeah. I always love to hear from somebody who's uh, just like me, born and raised in one place. Nice and simple. I travel a lot. I travel a lot around, though, still. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's our differences then. We're not the same person. <laughs> We're not the same person. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Nigel, we met back in 2019, right? Yeah, four years ago. Four years ago in playing uh, a tabletop game. We played some, I think it was Vampire the Masquerade. I'm not sure what game it was, though. I still think it was the first game we tried of it. Well, I think you're we, right. We tried after the train wreck, which you were not a part of. <laughs> <laughs> but you've heard about, yeah. I assume. Oh, I've heard a lot about. Yeah, but that fits the timeline for sure. And then, uh, I mean, Shannon, uh, we played... Uh, no, that probably wasn't the first time you two met. Uh, yeah. Generally, that's how I got to know Nigel, was through... Uh... The Cyberpunk game? Yeah, the Cyberpunk game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there was like a vampire game in between where I had spoken to Shannon a bit, but not like extensively. Mm. No, so, I think. Yeah, but the first time that we were actually in the same party and shit was during the um, Cyberpunk one. Uh huh. That was so dope. We didn't get to hang out a whole lot because you were busy. I mean, busy we're uh, quite a bit of different time zones as well. Uh-huh. Nah, that can't be it. That can't be it. Oh, what? <laughs> nah, eight, eight hour it's difference? It's not that we're eight hour difference or anything. That's um, got to be unrelated. Is it really eight hours? Jesus. I mean, it might yeah. be more for you. For like nine hours? Well, what is it? It's 10 over there? It's 10 30 now. So I'm in PST, so it's 128 right now. So Yeah, nine hour difference. That's crazy. <laughs> Do you, have different any, <laughs> do you have any animals, Nigel? Uh, we have a Rottweiler for <gasps> about three to four years now. Wow. That's crazy. I love Rottweilers. Uh, he's right. a big, friendly dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. sounds about right. They have the bite force. like I think it's like a thousand pound bite force, but man, are they beautiful dogs. Man, are they big and stupid. They have incredible bite force, yeah, but they tend to be very friendly unless you just Mm. train them horrendously. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I call him stupid is because he literally eats everything. Hey, I have (laughs) one of those too. He eats dirt and rocks if I walk in. (laughs) That's why my brother calls me stupid. You also eat eat dirt and rocks? Yeah. Uh, Then he's right. (laughs) 
I eat rocks. Like salt or like the ground rocks? I suppose salt counts as a rock. You guys come over here and find out. Alright, I guess I will then. I've been to the U.S. before. Well, okay, you said he's your guys' dog? Do you uh, have a yeah. roommate? Or? Um, I have three other people living in the house here. Uh, wow. Yeah, so two are friends that I met uh, online, and mm-hmm. one is my older brother. The dog oh. is technically from my twin brother and my older brother, but yeah, I'm helping. I'm also taking care of him. Okay. Uh, Having to walk him and everything, so yeah, I guess it also kind of counts as my dog. Yeah, uh, he's your dog then. Dog, at least yeah. in part. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Um, but yeah, no, I have the two friends that live uh, with me here. One of them I met in 2012. He used to live in Sweden and uh, met him through playing League. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. And you don't hate each other? <laughs> no. <laughs> were you enemies in league, or were you just teammates? Uh, teammates. We're in the same lane, actually. Oh, yeah. Lane sharers. Yeah, I stole quite a few pentas from him. <laughs> Honestly, as you should as a thrush. <laughs> Is that your main? Yes. <laughs> I main either... Uh, Support or mid lane. Well, used to. I don't really play Summoner's Rift anymore. Yeah, that's, uh, that's... best. Every everybody <laughs> I know typically just plays A Ram. Yeah, that's kind of the acceptable game mode nowadays. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'd love to uh, jump right into it, Nigel. So, this is kind of a strange question. I don't know that we've asked it very often because it asks you to do a fair bit of effort on your end, but I'd love to ask you uh, what is just generally the simplest way to describe your worldview? The simplest way I would describe my worldview would be uh, very yeah, no, name makes sense, but logically, I suppose. <laughs> I I overanalyze a lot. Uh, okay. I, and so when there's a situation, whether I just try to spend as much time thinking about it first and then just looking at different angles about it, which is also usually why I'm a bit more silent in busy conversations or just calm in responses. I've already looked over most things when I'm actually dealing with situations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that can. It also kind of makes sure that there are other things in terms of worldview that get a bit more difficult to understand, I suppose, which is mostly people. Oh, yeah. Pe- people don't make sense. <laughs> if you try I mean, to actually analyze people, it makes no fucking sense. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you just work with a simple logic, uh, try to examine everything, think about it all very reasonably and all that yeah because there's multiple ways of always looking at everything and you have people have their own vision still about the situations but i just kind of look about how things affect me or how i'm supposed to be able to deal with stuff Hmm. that's in the end it's the control you have is how you deal with stuff yourself not for other people But yeah, that's the way I look at it. And how has that worked out for you? I'd say quite well. I don't... uh, I have pretty much good control over my temper. Um, Mm -hmm. I have met a lot of people. I travel around a lot, visiting those friends. And well, again, I have two friends that I met through online and stuff living with me as well as uh, close friends. So I'd say I'm doing quite well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Now, is this something that you had to learn to do, or has it always been kind of just in your brain to look at things logically? Um, I guess it's a common. It's probably a combination of both. Like, well, I always did analyze stuff, but whether I actually acted like it was not necessarily the case. 
Like when I was younger, I used to actually be very emotional, and that did not really work out for me. <laughs> School time was a bit tough because of it. After that, um, I kind of adapted, I suppose. So it is something that I had to learn, um, but just more uh, further developing a view I already had. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that view, I imagine, was just born from being a generally logical, thoughtful person. Yeah, I tend to, I'm a lot better with reasoning than I am with uh, creativity, for example. (laughs) I have zero creative uh, skills in terms of showing the creativity. (laughs) Does that ever present any issues in your life? Mm, I mean... Issues, not so much. It's more a case of slight envy, I suppose. No, not envy, but no, just just wanting to be able to, for example, sing, draw, all of those kind of things. The idea of being able to do it is nice. It's just not where my skill set is at, or it's never been. never really been what you're amazing at but you know it'd be nice to be able to do those kind of things yeah it would be nice not to have to the sense of rhythm of a deadpan <laughs> yeah uh what about in tabletops uh, to me tabletops feel like a very creative endeavor but i know you play a lot and... i don't play a l- that much anymore honestly but it yeah. is a, it is true a very good way of actually getting some creativity out and it's huh. also, it has helped me developing it a bit more because it's a lot more uh, in a lot of situation. It's a lot more improvising and tra- trying to think out of the box due to certain the dice just saying no to your other ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you do have to uh, try to be more creative with the stuff you have available and or responses you have due to simple things not working out in your original plan but yeah tabletops are famous for never sticking to a plan <laughs> in uh-huh. being impossible to actually do what you expect yeah it's the di- the dice can give or take and it more often takes than gives in plans <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> mm-hmm How long have you been playing tabletops for? I think that since around 2016 or 15. Dang. That's like the when I first started it. And that was immediately like a three-year campaign with uh, Valramas, who you guys had earlier here, uh, on his Skyrim game. That was all. Oh yeah. Oh, so you're one of the OGs. Yeah, I was. His uh, yeah, I was uh, there from beginning till the end of it, and I had switched between quite a few parties because <laughs> <laughs> uh, people either just stopped playing. Well, most of the time they stopped playing, and then the reasons why in character that was staying in in. In story, them not being there anymore differed, which kind of made my character be backstabbed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, that's three years is a long time. So the fact that people's plans or interests do not stay the same is understandable. (laughs) Three years is a long time. I know when we finally finished our campaign... Uh, with my brother Austin it was it felt like a little relieving because like that character's arc is just finally come to an end yeah it's a satisfying feeling when you finish a long project yes <laughs> yeah though like you put in a lot of work and it's it's worth it in the end yeah it's very time-consuming while you're doing it, though. Uh-huh. But uh, if you're having fun with it, it's not much of an issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
How's your guys' uh, late games been going lately? Anyways, because I've uh, I've been missing. I've been late on a lot of games now. Yeah, we're uh, uh, behind. The vampire games have been going pretty well. Mm-hmm. But nothing super interesting about them. I don't really I, like. There's nothing really interesting to you, if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> no, not that fair. I can think of, at least. Oh, that's fair. I was just wondering because you guys have been playing still. Uh huh. Well, uh, actually, on the same kind of, I don't know, pseudo magical topic. Uh, if there was a ritual, you know, big demon circle and whatnot, <laughs> to summon you, how would it? How would it work? How many blood sacrifices? <laughs> well, I suppose it would count as a blood sacrifice, but uh, either ribs or a steak, like a good piece of meat, <laughs> uh-huh. a glass of whiskey, and then probably put down a challenge or something, because like, a good piece of meat and a whiskey, that's like the ideal meal. That, that's uh-huh. just gish. And then the challenge is just, yeah, well, it's challenging my pride. <laughs> <laughs> that's my my vice, so that's an easy way of uh, attracting my attention, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, but like, how 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 cooked is the steak? Are you a medium rare, or are you just like a rare medium guy? rare at most? <laughs> yeah, okay. mm. even with ribs. No uh, ribs, uh, you just cook them all the way through. Yeah, ribs you yeah, do cook okay. through. <laughs> It's, and if the meat doesn't fall off the bone, say ain't good ribs. Uh-huh. That ain't good ribs. Wrong. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. It's quite all obvious. the smoker for like eight hours and just let it... Oh. And let when, it when you're getting ribs, the easy way to see whether it's uh, qu- decent quality or not before you buy it is if they've trenched it in sauce. That's an, e- that's an easy way to try to uh, cover the quality of the meat. <laughs> If it's drenched in sauce, more than likely it's not really a good rip. <laughs> if you have to put too much sauce on, like it feels like you're disguising the flavor. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, probably sa- not good. Same, same scenario, which in my opinion, uh, I don't like snails. And um, my mother, for example, she does like snails. And mm-hmm. her response when I tried it was, okay, just put more garlic uh, on it. And then I said, I'd rather put the garlic on a toast then. <laughs> if you put more garlic on it, you'll just have garlic. <laughs> I mean, sure, I could just drink the garlic butter, but like, that's not the point. I'd do that anyways. Yeah, I'd do garlic that anyway. butter is good. It is good. Mm-hmm. Uh. But we're, since we're talking about food, you've only been to America like once or twice, yes? I've been to America, if you count both North and South America, three times in total. Once to Mexico, once to Denver, Colorado, and once to Canada. <laughs> How long you were you in Denver? In... Yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> one more time with the question. <laughs> when you, I, I live in Denver, so when did you come down to Denver? Um, then that's that's been quite a few years ago, actually. I can check okay. real quick. I'll so try probably to... before we knew each other. Then it was quite a few. Years uh, ago. that was twenty twenty one. No, oh. twenty twenty one is when people were typing in there again. Ah, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So I guess yeah, we knew each other at that point. We could have. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I didn't know you lived in Denver, and while we did know each other, we didn't really know each other well, I suppose. We weren't close at that point in time, yeah. It's shortly after we met each other. Uh Uh-huh. But yeah, no, I did visit, I'm sorry, but I do not like the the food in America, it was so bad. (laughs) You guys are so... Out of country people. Yeah, that's the amount of sugar you guys have in your food. It makes everything so sweet. Yeah, I, I, uh, I just, I, I've heard that basically exactly a number of times. I'm just, I just don't get it. Like, it's, it's what your taste buds have developed to while growing up. Because uh-huh. when you 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 grow up eating all of that stuff, so your taste buds are used to it. You just start developing it, and we our food just isn't that sweet so when we eat that it's basically like we're just having a lot of candy 
That's I, crazy. I actually lost weight when I was in the US because I ate so little. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's the wrong way around. You're supposed to get fatter here. Come on, yeah. Nigel. <laughs> but I didn't like the food. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. I remember one night when you and I were having a conversation. You were saying the bread, like bread in America, is like way too sweet. Not like yes. not like a. Not like a loaf of sorry not like sourdough or something it's like the sliced sandwich bread yeah no i bought sliced bread uh in the grocery store yeah i i cooked an egg on the stove and then i put the egg on the bread and me expecting like an, an, an egg sandwich which is like a bit salty and pepper and some chilies and stuff on it i just mm. take a bite and i just taste the sweet bread <laughs> <laughs> I threw the bread away. <laughs> That's crazy. I've never, I've never thought of our bread as sweet. I mean, I've had multiple Americans also tell me that I probably just grabbed a specific type of bread, but I don't know. They're just so much. There's so much in your Walmart. The shit. Yeah. What yeah. Was, that does sound like white bread. That's Instead possible. Of like an actual good grain bread. It's possible. It's again. It's like three years, three years ago. So my, uh-huh. I'm not really going to be remembering exactly what bread I grabbed. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's important to travel? Um, important? Not necessarily. It depends where your uh, ambitions lie or what you enjoy. Me personally, I. I really like traveling. I try to uh, also because I meet a lot of people through online. I find it very fun to visit them as well. So sure. it gives it gives me also another reason to travel. Yeah, but I can fully understand why there are people that just aren't have no interest in it because yeah, flying. Whether they have a fear of flying or they just do not want to deal with the travel time. Or some people that are just uh, not wanting to leave their towns or villages. It depends. Yeah, it fully depends where your own not ambitions. What is it? Where your joy lies. Mm. Mm. One of the one of the major things I like with traveling is just trying out the the food and drinks. Uh, every everywhere I visit, just go talk with the locals, have have fun with them. They also always know the good spots. So if you travel anywhere, just start talking with the locals. That's true. You can't just like look up on Google Maps in a random city or country you're in and be like, "Good food," and then it's like the first place that pops up is like a McDonald's. Uh-huh. Oh, no. don't go to McDonald's in a different country. <laughs> oh, th- th- this place is five stars. Oh, yeah, but it's also really expensive. And then yeah. the locals just bring you to a place that's all about as good and it's like half the price. Yeah. Oh, uh, it also, it also really helps. Yeah, no, it also really helps in terms of um, what the places to go out are because usually uh, when you go like major cities and stuff, you have clubs, bars all over the place. So just ask the locals what are some good spots. Right. Because they know where to get like good, cheaper food. Mm-hmm. Like that's one yeah. of the things, yeah. So that's... Yeah. You also generally, if you're looking for like a tourist attraction on Google, you're going to find some crazy bullshit. But if you just ask, ask a local where to go, they've got a great place. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also the fact that on tourist sites, people pay for more advertisement and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's more a case of they've thrown more money into it than they have better quality. And they, yeah. It might be possible that they have better quality, but yeah, you'll hear that better from the locals than anything else. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's also a fun way to meet new people. It is. It is a fun way to meet new people. Uh, have you had any, like, formative or important experiences while traveling? Anything that really sticks out? Um, important. I'm not sure about the important. Um, most of my travels have been either stuff that I just want to see or visiting friends. Like last mm-hmm. November, I went to Norway to see the Northern Lights. Oh, hell yeah. 
How was that? That was really nice, though. You know all the colors that you see on the pictures? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's supposed to be green and purple and yeah, you don't see that. Yellow. The because uh-huh. the colors of the lights are actually um, too high up for our eyes to capture them. Oh. So while you do see the northern lights, it's more white, white grayish. Unless it's like really a really big one, then you have can see some color into it, but it's still made for mostly whitish. You can see, but you do see it dancing around in the sky and stuff, and you can see the colors on uh, just uh, a camera, even on just on your phone. So you can still see it, but it was really nice. It was a nice experience. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, uh, like. Last, I mean, this month actually, I went to Croatia to see the, um, a meteor shower and <laughs> the Tears of St. Lawrence, as well as visiting a friend that? that lives there. How was that? That was nice. I actually caught a lot more than I, I saw a lot more and bigger uh, stars than I caught last time I was there. I assume the Tears of St. Lawrence is a shooting star event? Yes, it's a meteor shower. Ah. It takes place around end July till beginning of September. Okay. Which, you know, I just generally like space. It helps me calm down as well. Don't know why. Mm. I just like it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, space is a... It's a beautiful and a very fucking cool thing. It's also a little humbling looking up into the stars. Like yeah, it just makes you so small in a big, massive universe. It's, I guess, it's a good, re- it's a good reason why, it, uh, good reason why it calms people down, or me at least. It's like, why <laughs> the problems are so small in the grand universe? Yeah. Is there any other places you'd like to go? Uh, I mean, I've still got some places planned for this year still that I'm going, but I do definitely at one point want to visit uh, Australia and New Zealand. Hell yeah. Maybe Japan, like people are starting to talk me into it. Uh, Mm. Egypt to watch the pyramids. That was first and something I wasn't really interested in, but somebody actually talked me into wanting to see it. But yeah, no, it's not, it's not just the sites I want to see, because another thing I've seen, um, somebody brought, brought up the idea of uh, gliding, you know, those uh, triangle uh, things with the bar under it that you fly through the sky yeah. with. Yeah, like oh, a yes. glider. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking into doing that next year in Switzerland, because oh, yeah. somebody brought that idea up to me, and then I just started researching into it. Like literally this week. <laughs> Would you be the one actually Cont- holding on to the hang glider? Uh, no, you're gonna need uh, training for that stuff. Same as with skydiving. Uh, okay. Unless you've done certain amounts of, unless you've done the training, they're not gonna allow you to do that because the oh, chances of that fair. stuff going wrong is too high. Then, and when it goes wrong, it's <laughs> it's not gonna be a nice descent. It's mm-hmm. not going to be surviving the descent, I imagine. Uh, I mean, I suppose with the paragliding, it's possible if you land in trees and stuff. Oh, yeah. Skydiving, I definitely don't think you're going to survive if you <laughs> fuck that up. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I, I could pull a parachute. It's more controlling the parachute, I suppose. I did control it a little bit during the skydiving thing, but that was uh, with the guy still just telling me what to do and stuff. Oh, I guess that's true. And yeah, I would have no clue how to control a parachute. It's mo- it's mostly the landing because you do- if you don't land right, you can break still just legs. break your legs, which yeah. why which is why I was not allowed to hold the parachute during the landing. Mm-hmm. I want to go skydiving. I want to go so I- bad. I- Definitely recommend it. It is a nice view <laughs> while going down. The wind pressure is insane, though. That's what I hear. I mean, I have to imagine you're fucking falling. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you were about to ask something, though, Rogue? Uh, yes, I was going to ask if you've met anybody that was super interesting on your travels. Ooh. Um, actually, in the Norway trip, I came across, while well, at the bar, okay, uh, we met some people uh, while we were drinking there, and they then invited us to a house party <laughs> the oh, next heck, day for heck, the next yeah. day. So that that was interesting. Because uh, it's also kind of because in Norway uh, the drinks are really expensive, so they do a lot <laughs> of they do a lot of pre drinking. Mm. So for the first like four hours or so, we were ju- uh, the next day we were at that house uh, just doing pre drinks and drinking games there. Literally, yeah. we only met like one or two people at the bar the day before, and then there was just the entire house full of people we're just talking with. <laughs> Everyone's just jogging. Yeah, it was yeah, it was interesting. Uh, other than that, I've actually actually um, that was when I was younger. I met somebody from the Netherlands uh, when I that time, like I was I don't know 11, 12 years old, something like that, um, on a holiday with my parents to Turkey, and we met somebody there from the Netherlands that literally after the holiday because he's he apparently lives he lived close by us and after the holiday he also (laughs) we were also in the same football team (laughs) oh wow (laughs) how convenient right what a weird coinkadink yeah no that that was uh (laughs) interesting So that went from just uh, a few weeks uh, of chilling at the pool and playing uh, games and shit to just an entire year also playing football together. Well, you guys call it soccer. Uh, I knew what you meant, though. Yeah, because I'm European. (laughs) Crazy British people. That's not not the British. (laughs) Are you sure? Yes. Well, uh, do you, so I mean, obviously you enjoy traveling, yes. but do you think, how would I phrase it this way? If someone were to ask you where they should travel, what would you recommend? Let's say mm-hmm. me right now, an American. An American. Uh, the first question would be, what's your goal with traveling then? Because if your goal is to just go Par- just go party, do stuff that you can't do in your local area because I don't know you're worried about your reputation or there's just certain things that aren't allowed. Uh, Amsterdam, Berlin are good options for that kind of stuff. The nightlife is good in those locations. If but if on the other hand you really want to go for some sites. Uh, the mountains in Austria or Sweden is nice. So, uh, yeah, also you have winter sport in Austria and uh, Switzerland. Other than that, you can go for some to go for a cruise to get some to get to more places at once, which is actually I'm going to be going to my first cruise this November. Mm. That's cool. But yeah, that's really cool. Try going for sites or just certain things you might be interested in. Like, uh, as I said, the northern lights, the meteor shower, the mountain views. You, uh, different countries have really different phenomena. That's just very much of a good uh, tourist attraction. So the answer is effectively, depends what the fuck you're looking for. Yeah, pretty much. For- that makes sense. For- from what I hear, Nigel, it sounds like you like to do, uh, you like to experience shit. Yeah. Like, go around the world and kind of experience it, and it, it doesn't matter exactly what it is, as long as there's some... Incentive. Yeah. Yes. So, so when you go on this cruise, what is the incentive? Just to go to said countries? Or is it actually to go in and experience these countries individually? It's a bit of both, actually. Because um, there's three reasons, honestly. Because um, the first one is there are um, 
I am actually, it is actually going by some countries I haven't been to yet, like Italy, yeah. uh, which is also giving us a tour in Rome while we're there. That's awesome. Uh, we're also going by Spain, which I've technically been, but I wasn't old enough to remember, so I'm not counting that I've been there. Never counts when you're a baby. You Portugal, which is another spa place I haven't been yet. So those are uh, one. It has three countries I haven't been yet. So that's uh, a different experience too. It's again, I've never been on a cruise, so it's an experience to see what that is like. Uh, the main reason on the on this case actually, because it uh, was kind of something that just came out of the blue, is the fact that a friend of mine who had a lot of money saved. Um, kind of got through a shitty period and then asked if I wanted to go on a holiday with him. And this mm. is the one that we had set on because you needed to, uh, yeah, kind of calm, no, nah, not calm down, like kind of wind out, I suppose. Oh yeah. Spend some time away and relax for a bit. Yeah. So, and then that's the kind of the uh, thing that we decided on in the end. Well, hell yeah. I'm glad that uh, went well, I hope. Yeah. It's it's, it's going better now, yeah. Mm. I feel like there was something I missed with saying about the travels, but nah, I forgot. It's not going to be that important. <laughs> it can't, it can't yeah. have been important. There's a, there's a lot we've, we've been talking about, so yeah. if you forget, that's okay. Well, other than travel, Sorry, other than travels, do you feel like you've had any hobbies that have been really important to you and how you live and how you've grown? Any Anything that really feels important to your way of being? Um, well, sporting a lot, actually. I've done, while growing up, I've always uh, been doing a lot of sports. The longest was probably, yeah, football. I uh, mm. did that for, until I was like 16, I was a goalkeeper. Oh, but hell yeah. I had a very low, late growth spurt. So then the, uh, then when we went to the full field, the uh, goal was a bit too big for me. So <laughs> I, I had to stop. <laughs> uh, after that, I've done multiple martial arts. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, I tried judo. I found it not fun, uh, very boring. So I kind of quit that in less than a year. Uh, then I did about two to three years of Taekwondo. Hell yeah. And yeah, then I kind of just got too busy with work and stuff to do like any major sports, uh, stuff. So now the sporting and stuff I do is more on my own, like exercises. Sure. Well, and uh, it's, it's hard to take up something, uh, like taekwondo or martial arts because it sometimes it just takes a lot of your time it's definitely and it's uh it's not very flexible in your schedules never never is because it was always um either tuesday and thursday or monday and wednesday i forgot which one of the two it was well, yeah, so uh, usually two days a week, a week and then just the same times always which I guess should make it easier to plan around, but yeah, work is not always that flexible. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. If I was not working, then I would take up my uh, like Muay Thai more. Hey, you've, done, you've done Muay Thai. That's what I do. Nice. I haven't I haven't done anything for a couple of months now, but I'm still punching a bag every every other day or every other week or something i mean that's good but it's, you gotta keep your body moving yeah i just wish i could show up to the classes more yeah no i i, I fully get that but yeah no as long as you get your keep your body moving that's good because yeah actually not doing anything with your body is a lot more harmful than most substances that you, you, well minor substances i suppose like smoking and drinking and stuff mm. yeah but yeah, no, other hobbies than that, yeah, obviously, because I meet a lot of people through online, I do play a lot of online games. And that's caused me to actually meet various communities and sure. chill with them. 
Yeah, I mean, that's uh, probably effectively how we met. Yes, definitely. Because it's actually a, pr- a pretty long chain how I met you, probably. Because uh-huh. it's. Um, I imagine it is. Uh, back when Friday the 13th came out on the PC, um, I was playing it. And back then, I met Harry on that game. Oh, yeah. Then, like a few weeks after, I met Harry, and uh, that's the uh, on the game because we'd kept playing Friday the 13th uh, for a while. He invited me to a Discord server where everybody was playing Ark. That was with like Ramos and all of them. Uh-huh. That's, how that. <laughs> that's how I met Ramos. That's how I met Ramos and stuff. And then eventually, a few years after that, the D&D stuff uh, happened, and that's how I I met you. In the same backwards, I met uh, Ramus because I was playing Rainbow Six Siege. You met him on Rainbow? No. Yeah, okay. I was about to... He does does not seem like the guy that plays that. He met my brother, and then my brother invited Malcolm to... No? Uh, I'm, no? I'm bad then. I met Austin, and then we played Rainbow together for a while, and then we met Gilly. Gotcha. And she invited us to probably the same server that you guys played Ark on. Yeah, that was on her server. And then I joined cool. Val's games. It took a while before you joined those games. <laughs> it did. I just think it's crazy that Austin's D&D game was kind of like your first game, Malcolm. Uh, yeah, basically. It was... So, I mean, I'd played... I was in a D&D club in high school. But we did, like, ten sessions or so before we wrapped. To be honest, that's more than most sessions actually last... And most campaigns actually last and stuff. Uh A lot of campaigns... A lot of campaigns, uh, I get like three sessions and then it stops. <laughs> uh huh. If they even like get I'm past session zero. <laughs> I feel like I'm being called out. <laughs> I have a D&D uh, group that I haven't played with since like April. That's, cr- that's crazy. It's been that long. I mean, it's it can be worse. Um, it's uh, been four months. One one of the friends that lives here with me now that uh, he has some IRL friends of him. Well, b- back from uh, the country he's from, that they started uh, a D and D campaign. Mm. Uh, they've had one session a year so far, <laughs> and wow. actually, and actually, it's almost two years now that he had the last session. <laughs> that's uh, that's rough. I, yeah, they're not, just, not. Scheduling is an issue. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I imagine it is. But no, I do have to say, in terms of uh, having met a lot of different communities uh, online, at least uh, I have to that over the years, like from when I started playing, uh, started on playing online and all of that stuff, uh, oh. it's. Switched a lot from just a area where everybody just messes around and plays and stuff to actual social cir- uh, circles nowadays. Oh. Sure. Which brings its pros and its cons, I suppose. The pros is, yeah, people are generally a lot closer, um, meeting up and stuff, all, uh, that kind of stuff. That's, that's supposed to pros. Cons is usually, yeah, drama. They're, Eventually, drama always happens. <laughs> it's happened in know. almost every community I've been a part of. Online groups do feel like they are prone to drama for some reason. It might also be because there's a lot less risk to physical consequences or real-life consequences. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. So you have people being a lot more a lot less restrained in their way of acting, responding, which is going to be negatively impacting certain images people have of them, which 
becomes a vicious circle. And eventually, uh -huh. after bottling it up, the people let it out, and then it becomes a group drama thing. <laughs> it, yeah, that's something I've seen in a lot of Discord, in a lot of uh, online groups, not necessarily Discord. <laughs> it's just that Discord's the latest thing, which is why it popped into my head. Discord's the one that you actually use, so that's the one that popped up. At the moment, yes. I mean, I've yeah. had it. Uh, it's happened back in the days of Skype as well. It's happened back in the days of Teamspeak. That's oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh, assuming TeamSpeak. Discord's not going to be around forever either. Uh huh. I used to I use Google probably Hangouts. Probably. Google Hangouts. I've never yeah. heard of that one. <laughs> My school used that one. I well, I was using it before schools started using it. Oh, you got to a before it was not. I was when I was cool. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, buddy. Were you, were you teaching the teachers how it worked? or No. I wish. <laughs> it was. It's not a good system, I could tell you that. It is now, but not when I was using it. You would have to call and call over and over again until your mic worked. I got oh. to it before it worked. <laughs> I had it before it was functional. <laughs> you guys don't know how much we struggled. <laughs> you guys don't know how dog shit it was. Back in so my bad. days. It was so bad. 2012. Oh god, Dang. that's 11 years ago. Yeah, Time flies, man. Time flies. I was barely 11. I didn't even think about doing a podcast then. All right. Nigel, I have a question for your logical brain. Yes. And I want your uh, honest take on this. Do you believe nature or nurture affects a human being more? I personally definitely believe in nurture more. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, know, I know this is like, a by a concept that is discussed in biology a lot and mm -hmm. i know there have been certain tests that have been banned due to and <laughs> um lack of yeah yeah consequences <laughs> that were less than ideal but in my in my scenario it's more of the fact that while I, I I live I've grown up with uh, two brothers, a twin brother and an older brother that's only a, one and a half years older than me. So uh -huh. in terms of nature, we are very different. Uh, in my opinion, at least. We, I mean, we don't. Look, I don't look alike like my twin. At, um, uh -huh. We did go to different classes and stuff while we were going to school because the schools would not allow. It was seen as if you keep the brothers and stuff together, then they're going to be more reliant on each other with social stuff. And if you keep them apart, then they're going to be learning how to be more social with other people. And that was the idea behind it. Well, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. Uh, in the end, I suppose it worked out. And yeah. it's more of a case of I'm not, I'm, I'm somewhat similar to my brother, but that's also because we grew up in the same house, but we are most definitely different in a lot of aspects, which mm -hmm. is because we did grow while we grew up, we did hang out with different people. We did do other, we did do different stuff, which that would all apply to the, during nurture. It's the external factors you've grown up with. You were dealing with while grow while uh, learning. Mm -hmm. I am a lot more calm. He is a lot more, impulsive uh he's also a lot more actually uh social than me he's very mm. good he, he's he's very good at making friends where regardless of where he is where it goes he, mm. i might need uh to I, I can talk with random people i can show with it it just goes a bit uh rougher for me unless i've had a few drinks up well, he does. He doesn't need any of that. He just walks in the middle of a group with a stupid grin on his face and <laughs> and just starts talking with people. Oh no, he's very charismatic. It's uh, so that 
And in that scenario, yeah, it's just in my eyes, like uh, the proof in my opinion that nurture affects more than nature. But yeah, I suppose this is one situation. Uh, there will probably be other situations which might per- seem like the other thing is more okay. likely. A single a but, single test is not really a full-on answer, I suppose. In your with you and your brother, it seems very clear that nurture so is more, yeah. despite being so similar at birth. Yeah, um, I didn't know you were a twin. <laughs> it's not something that's really been got secret. I mean, anything. that's true because I mean, it's not like we hang out with your family or anything. I oh, yeah, know that well, it's also my brothers. Yourself, <laughs> well, my my brothers don't really have an online presence, and they. Mm. Um, my twin brother plays does play games every now and then, but that's uh, pretty much strictly with the people that we know uh, IRL. Or he sure. very rarely joins me when I'm just uh, playing some games, and I just drag him with me. Ah. Uh-huh. My older brother, on the other hand, no, he 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 doesn't really play online shit. I mean, he plays chess online. <laughs> Hell yeah, chess.com, baby. Yeah, no, he's he's also very good at it. Um, he's definitely the smartest of the three. <laughs> you had three uh, brothers growing up. Uh, I am part of the three. Oh, right. Sorry. Well, he's just two sorry. of three. Two of three. Yeah. No, one of three. You're one of three. Yes. Okay. Are you Please. sure you aren't two people? Um, do you count my ego as a separate person? <laughs> you know, I don't not. <laughs> you don't not. Okay, fair. Be nice. You're so mean. What I call myself? Yes. I call myself yeah. prideful for a reason. I do have an ego. <laughs> <laughs> It's also something that came up at work multiple times. Somebody just makes a comment, and then I'm like, "No, why? W- why would I be jealous? Have you seen me? <laughs> why would I be jealous? I'm fucking hot. Look at me. I'm gorgeous. Do you think you can do that? Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's some value in ego. Like, yeah, confidence is good. And, uh-huh. um, I did. I did used to actually have a, a pride issue. Like I know I have a, a pride, but uh, mm. if, at one point it was an actual pride issue, as in the constant need to feel like I had to. For, I had to prove it because of it. Oh yeah. Any any smear on my pride was not acceptable. So mm. the moment somebody said something, I would try to completely prove them wrong, which. Really doesn't help for anyone. Was it uh, proving wrong, like when you already knew they were right, but you wanted to try and outwit them? Oh no, 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 no! I am very much um, clear on when I should. Well, like it's mostly when I'm prideful is with stuff that I am actually confident in it or not. I'm not going to be confident in something I don't even I know nothing about. That's All good. that's going to do is make me seem like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But if I was confident in something and somebody uh, challenged me on that, uh, he, I I used to just go full ham on that. <laughs> Turn it into a competition and everything, which, yeah, it just doesn't, it's not a healthy environment for anyone. <laughs> that's fair. Which, but I've worked on that, so that's good. <laughs> I mean, that's ultimately the important part, right? Is, like, seeing that and putting effort into it. Yeah. I mean, the most difficult part is seeing stuff. If you don't... Uh I mean, seeing and and actually acknowledging, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Because as long as you don't do that, you're not going to actually find any possible ways of working on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. When did did that whole pride... uh issue like become a problem i mean it probably became a problem before i realized <laughs> that it was that it beca- that it wa- was a problem uh, t- um 
I realized it about four or five years ago that I may maybe uh, that I was excessively prideful. Sure. Uh, but when it became a problem, if I think back, <clears throat> that would probably be around when I turned seventeen, something like that. Uh, when I started, basically, probably when I started going out a lot and uh, yeah. drink, drinking, doing shit with friends and all that kind of stuff, then. Oh, that's right, because isn't 16 the age? Uh, not anymore. It was back when I was 16. Uh, the <laughs> drinking age was 16. And then, yeah. like, they did change it to 18 uh, when I was 17, but that was, like, a month before I turned 18, so it didn't really affect me. <laughs> Jeez. All right, uh, well, I have one final question for you before we wrap up here. Uh I want you, and I know this might be a challenge, but to try your best to narrow, to tell me one person, one single person who affected you the most throughout your life. Whoever that is, whether that's a teacher or a parent or one of your brothers or a bully even. No, that would probably be my twin brother. Yeah. Um, been while growing up, uh, I've been very close with my brothers. Uh-huh. Uh Like older brother, a bit less in the early years, of course, because when you're younger, the age difference is a lot. Uh, even if in one and a half year, the age difference uh, has a lot bigger effect than when you grow older. But it's also because I, I, I said I, during the, I was very emotional and stuff, which made school uh, a bit of an issue and stuff initially. And um, eventually, uh, my twin brother was the one that actually, because I turned a, a bit like an introvert due to that. Uh-huh. Uh, hold up in my room a lot and all that stuff. And my twin brother pretty much pulled me out of that during um which what we call here middle school, but yeah, that's during uh, like year when you're 16 and that kind of when I was 16 and stuff. He dragged me out a lot more, so we went um, we went out. I chilled with his friends, with drink uh, drinking, going out, talking, and then also just eventually also just doing stuff besides going out with people. It made me a lot more social, a lot more open than just closing up in my room and staying silent a lot mm. so yeah no in the, my twin brother is definitely the person that has affected me the most uh, that's like probably one of the most impactful moments that i'm talking about other than that uh, yeah i have just been very close with him uh, throughout my entire life oh yeah uh that's good that you care for him that much or and he cares for you that much i mean not a lot of people have that with their siblings usually it's a a bad situation with their siblings or not really a relationship at all so it's it's kind of nice to to see that for a change especially yeah. your twin sibling usually that's a different story yeah no i have heard uh, from a lot of people also that do have siblings and stuff that it's weird that i'm so close with my brothers i do mm. think uh, for a, bi- a big reason for it is the fact that uh, we're not very close with our parents on the other hand sure which made us rely a, a deal a lot where made each other um it got it brought us closer in that regard and that just kind of stuck with us the very small difference in age also kind of helps because uh, interests are generally going to be more aligned <laughs> uh-huh yeah yeah that makes sense well, um, I think that's going to wrap her up. Um, thanks for coming and hanging out with us, Nigel. No, it was fun. Thank you for you having me. Bit. Yes, we yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, it was uh, fun. <laughs> um, thank you to Nadia Diaz for our podcast cover art. Her Instagram is at arteheadcreations on Instagram. That's going to be linked in the description. And then thank you to Jensen Crawl who made our intro and outro song for the podcast. 
Uh, go check out his demo for his musical Tea Time. It's called Knocking on Doors. You can find it just about anywhere. Uh, music related. So Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music. Uh, that'll also be linked in the, descri- the description if I can get my words out. Um, and then send us some questions. You can either DM me on uh, Facebook, Facebook or Instagram um, or just send it to our email. It's waiting four seconds and the four is the number four, not just the word. Um, yeah, at gmail.com. Waiting four seconds at gmail.com. Checks out. Send us a question. Malcolm wants to hear your questions so we can ask the next person. Um, but thank you again, Nigel, for coming and hanging out with us and for us to get to know you a little bit. Oh, again, thank yeah. you for having me. It was, uh, it was a good time. But, uh, until next time, uh, thanks for hanging out. Almost Jed. Almost Jed. <laughs> <laughs>